after working together with Amano, I'm starting to thinking more, you know, about the meaning of the things we are doing in aquascaping and also being a role model for other aquascapers. It's very difficult to describe. I happened to meet him twice before, but this was different because, you know, it was not just watching him, you know, on a stage uh, doing a workshop and that's it, uh, in a kind of anonymous way. But this time I've been really part of his team. I mean, uh, we're speaking about the Lisbon project and, you know, I, I felt like, you know, being like extension of his arms. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 22 of the Aquascaping Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Art. Joining Sean and I today is one of the hardest working professional aquascapers in the world. If you're on social media at all, there's no doubt you've seen his work. He's constantly creating new aquascapes. He was one of the co-hosts of the Scape Food Podcast with Art Panam, which by the way, if you're wondering, will that return? We have an answer for you today, so stay tuned. And his Hakusan project was just featured in the ADA Aqua Journal. And as you heard in the intro and we'll hear in a minute, he was a helper on the Lisbon project, working directly under Takashi Amano, which had a profound influence on his outlook on aquascaping. Out of Germany, joining us today is Uris Mit JS. Don't forget to check us out at aquascapingpodcast.com as well as iTunes and Stitcher Radio. I was very overwhelmed after Lisbon, but it was like, you know, too much of everything. Then I had to calm down a little bit. And then when Amano suddenly died, you know, I had to reflect everything. And I was thinking, you know, what was he living for? You know, what was his goal? And so what was his message uh, for the world? Why am I doing aquascaping? What is my message? Before, I was maybe thinking a little bit in a competitive way, like, you know, other aquascapers, they are like competitors who are doing it for a living, you know, like professional aquascapers. And also, maybe I wasn't sharing every single bit of my knowledge, but after this time point, I kind of changed, you know, my, I changed my mind and I started sharing almost everything, you know, because um, I, I want the people to learn, because I, I, I too, you know, I... I I learn myself every day. You know, I see Oliver Nott, his work. I speak with George Farmer or sometimes with, uh, I don't know, with, with Dave Chow every time we meet. And, you know, I, I learn every time, even on social media. I see things and, and I learn every day. So why don't share the knowledge that I have? Because one day, you know, we will pass away and we will take the knowledge with us. So why not share? Everybody will benefit from it. So Yuris, how did you become professionally involved with aquascaping? Thanks to my work on the Aquascaping World Forum, I got involved into, you know, more of the business part of the hobby, organizing the contest, speaking to potential sponsors, etc. So I was already, you know, like one foot inside the door on, on the professional side. After I finished my apprenticeship in a bank, I wanted uh, to go to the university, so I decided to, to quit the bank and uh, to, to study. And I missed the time to apply at the university, so I had like half a year free. And during this half a year, it was 2012, there was opportunity to start kind of working with the ADA Germany. And I kind of used this opportunity and I got involved so quickly 
so much. So I decided, okay, there is no more time to study and it makes so much fun. There is no way I will go back, uh, you know, into office job. It, it was not a decision to take it on as a career. It was an opportunity I saw. Personally, what's your favorite plant to aquascape with? My favorite plant? I think it's the, the coral moss, the Ricardia chemetrifolia. Very cool. And if there was one plant that you could just banish from the planet and get rid of completely, <laughs> uh, is, there, is there one that you just do not like at all? That's a great question. Uh, yes, and there is one. It's uh, Rikia. You hate it or you love it. You, you hate it or you love it. Um, uh, guys, maybe, maybe you have seen the Prometheus uh, layout I've done last year. So it was mainly hair grass and ricardia moss and things went well and you know at some time rikia just took over the entire layout it was everywhere the thing is when you buy ricardia moss it's the the origin it's like 90 from asia or something it's growing in big farms and after some period of time they always start some rikia and growing out of this uh, ricardia moss so I'm really looking forward when some big uh, nursery starts selling uh, in vitro or tissue culture uh, Ricardia. So this way I can prevent getting, you know, like the Ricardia infested in the aquarium. Are there any products that you would like to see develop in the hobby in the next few years? Yes, there is something. I want, an, I want a filter that can heat, that can cool and that can apply CO2 all at the same time. You know, like, like an, like an all-in-one device. As far as, and correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, uh, Hakusan. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about that project and how that decision came about as to how the design was going to look? For, for the Hakusan, I had the idea. Okay, I want like a stony shore. You know, like coastline, something like this. Uh, lots of rocks. Uh, I already knew what kind of plants I would use. I went to a hardscape wholesaler and I kind of scanned through, I think, two ton of mini landscape rock and picked out the two, three hundred kilograms uh, that I wanted to use. I, I produce so many scapes, you know, I basically get the inspiration from the hardscape I see. And for the Hakusan, it was a different project. It what should be something special, but at the same time, we were planning to do a live stream, so it had to happen quick and there was like no time, you know, for like trial and error, you know, like put things inside and then take them outside again. So, you know, I put the stones inside and it has simply to work. So this is just, you know, putting stones inside the aquarium and depending on which stones I already have inside, I try to find similar stones and it kind of evolves by itself. Would you consider Hakusan your greatest aquascape? Yeah, I, I think, yes, yeah, so far, yes, uh, definitely. You know, ba based on all the social media feedback, uh, it just got featured in the Aqua Journal. I just received today a copy of the Aqua Journal, uh, and it's like uh, one entire page uh, dedicated to the Hakusan project. E even ADA Japan, they recognized the project and featured it in their magazine, so I think it's, it's one of my uh, highlights in my aquascaping career so far. What's your favorite hardscape material to work with and why? So I'm definitely the rock guy. <laughs> right. And, you know, the type of rock, um, 
There is one I really like a lot. It's the New Zealand, also known as Frodo, also known as Ancient Stone. Uh, those are all, you know, like trade names, I, I would call it. Um, so every source call it in a different way. Uh, it's a very nice stone, but it's very difficult to become and also is very, uh, still very expensive. So a very common stone I really like a lot is Mini Landscape because it's cheap, it's widely available and it has like a variety of different characteristics i would call it so some you know are more round shape others have have very you know deep cracks and is very sharp uh, edges and when you are able to select kind of you know stones of uh, similar texture you can create very different layouts from still the same stone are there any new big projects in the works uh, for you that you can talk about here on the show I'm right now kind of recording myself a podcast episodes for a German platform called MyFish. Uh, they are all German language. It's already an established platform and they already had like 90 episodes. And uh, from October, there will be episodes with me, like, you know, the moderator. So I will be the, the host of the show, the new host. And so right now I'm kind of pre-recording a bunch of episodes. So Escape Fool will be relaunched as well. And there will be a German podcast by myself. And I will try to run like my German podcast. It will be called Landscapen, uh, which is also my homepage and kind of, you know, like aquascaping school uh, in German. So I will try to run them parallel, meaning The episodes I produce, you know, for Landscapen, they will be translated into English and published via Scapefu and reverse, you know, the other way. I just redesigned my home office uh, recently and right now I'm building up the aquariums in here and they will have kind of um, fixed lifespan. So I will have a one, uh, 120p, a 60p and a nano. So let's say I have those three size aquarium. And my goal is to do two layouts in the 120, four layouts in the 60, and six layouts in the nano. So I have like limited time to create the layout, to finish it, take final shot, and then move on. And this is my goal, you know, like from starting now till in one year, I want to create 12 layouts so I can bring out every month a step-by-step -step tutorial. Yeah, and, it, and, and if possible, of course, with video. So this is the next big thing, video. <laughs> of those three sizes that you're going to be working with, which one are you looking forward to the most? To work on the 120 the 60 or the nano yeah definitely the 120 this will be my contest size aquarium because in the past i participated you know in the contest always always with some sort of you know um, i i wasn't cheating you know like uh, talking about iaplc you see uh this year in iaplc i submitted aquarium which is in a local store It's a display aquarium in a local store and I was very, uh, it's the, the Prometheus and I was very limited on, on maintenance. I only can do maintenance once a week because that's what the customer pays me for. And taking the final photo was also kind of, you know, limiting because I wasn't able, you know, to 
to the lights and everything as I wanted to. And also, you know, I was kind of occupying his store, uh, the area, which is very central in his store, and he was not, uh, not very happy about it. So I had to hurry. So it was not 100% perfect, percent perfect uh, photo. And the years before, I was submitting aquariums from trade shows. You know, when you see the picture, you won't believe those aquariums are just three days old. You know, I, I put them together for Eheim, for example. They stay and grow for three days during the show. And on the third day, I take the photo. And one of them, I, I put the fish inside just for the photo, took the photo and then the fish got immediately sold because they were scolding so nicely inside the aquarium. Somebody came by and said, well, where can I buy this fish? So I, I was very limited in the past years and because I only had very small aquariums at home and you almost have, you know, like no chance in the big contest with small aquarium. So the 120 is the one I really... I'm really looking forward um, to have, you know, to do it for contests because it will be at my place. It will have some extra depth. It is 120 by 50 by 40. I will pick it up next week. So it's great size and I'm really looking forward to, to something really nice in it. You know, personally in the past I missed kind of to do enough final shots of my layouts. Um, you know, I produce like maybe 50 layouts every year. There is a lot of works I do for customers. Uh, there are many layouts I do for trade shows. And I kind of miss to take really nice final shots to build up a portfolio. And just recently, like, I don't know, one or two months ago, I happened to be together with Mr. George Farmer in Barcelona. And he held a very uh, great kind of demonstration or, you know, a speech about uh, the aquascaping uh, principles. And he showcased on every different style one of his works he kind of finished with a final shot. And this is something I'm missing and uh, I will try to, you know, to do some more of those. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. You know, this was uh, an honor for us to talk to you. I I've been following you for a long time and I just love your work. So thanks so much for joining us on the show. Guys, you're welcome. Just a regular dude who is lucky, you know, to do what he's loving, uh, uh, you know, as a profession. And uh, I, I really kind of appreciate your work as well, that you, you know, that you have started uh, this another podcast. You know, first time we, we, we've been still running Escape Fu, uh, so Art, JJ and I, uh, when we saw your first kind of, kind of, you first appeared on the internet. And, you know, my first thought was, it's great, they, they do it, you know, you do it in a sim slightly different way, as maybe we have done it before or somebody else is doing it, so I don't see any competition there. You know, when, when I do relaunch Scape Fu, it's kind of, you know, it's good for people to have like uh, two different shows to choose from or even listen to both. Absolutely. I know. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to hear what's coming up next. Yuris, how can people find out more about you? So it's very easy. So go on Facebook, look for Yuri's Mid JS, or go to Instagram uh, Yuri underline JS, or simply Google my name. Um, it's difficult to miss me. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of the Aquascaping Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to check us out at aquascapingpodcast.com. Send in your comments and questions to aquascapingpodcast at gmail.com. All the episodes can be listened to on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And for you guys out in Europe, this is a last-minute thing, but you have until the end of today, which is September 30th, to enter into the EAPLC. Just go to eaplc.com for more information. 
Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Promise.